0: Life Audio. Hello. Thank you for listening to Your Daily Bible Verse, the podcast that examines one verse each day to learn more about God and his will for our lives. I'm your host, Kyle Norman. After the short word from our sponsor, we will dive into today's Bible verse. John, chapter 11, verse 35. John 11, verse 35. Jesus wept. It is the shortest of all the verses found in Scripture. In English, the verse amounts to two words, and in its original Greek, The statement is 16 characters long. This small verse, tucked in the middle of a larger narrative, is expansive in meaning. It reveals the fullness of the incarnation. This verse declares to us exactly who Jesus is, and who Jesus is for us. But have you ever wondered why Jesus wept? Jesus' tears might seem confusing given that Jesus already knew that he would raise Lazarus from the dead. Jesus proclaims this fact to the disciples. When we read the larger account of John chapter 11, we hear Jesus say to the disciples, Lazarus has fallen asleep, and I am going to wake him up. The death of Lazarus will bring glory to Jesus, and it will reveal him as the inaugurator of eternal life, the one in whom resurrection is both embodied and accomplished. When Jesus finally arrives on the scene, he declares this truth to Mary and to Martha. In plain and uncomplicated language, Jesus proclaims, your brother will rise again. And he says, I am the resurrection and I am the life. Do you believe this? The raising of Lazarus is part of God's overarching plan of revealing who Jesus is. And yet, standing before Mary and Martha, seeing their tears and hearing their sobs, feeling their grief, Jesus openly weeps. The raising of Lazarus is miraculous and triumphant. Yet to truly understand the dynamics of this account and the intimacy revealed in Christ's own tears, we can't rush past this verse. We have to stay with Mary and Martha and dwell in their sadness. We must willfully remain with the sisters and witness their confusion, their anger, and their grief. So stay here for a moment and consider that Lazarus, the sister's only brother, had become so sick that the two send word to Jesus. Now, Lazarus is not sick with a routine cold. He lies on death's door. This is an extreme sickness. The sisters know the diagnosis. And so, despite the threat to Jesus in returning to Judea, they send word to him. They call out to the only person who can provide healing for their brother. And because they have a personal relationship with Jesus, they probably expect Jesus to hurry to their aid. But that's not what happens. Jesus hears the news, but he remains for two more days. And yes, Jesus declares to the disciples that he will raise Lazarus from the dead. And we as readers of the Gospels, we know this to be the case. But again, remain with the sisters Because the two worried sisters, they know nothing about this conversation. They don't know about Jesus' response. All that they experience to their request is silence. Have you ever experienced anything like this? Have you called out to God and asked for help for something or for someone, and yet the Lord's response has not been as instantaneous as you would have liked. Lazarus slowly gets weaker. The sickness begins to take over, and eventually that which Mary and Martha prayed would not happen, that which they wanted Jesus to prevent, happens. Lazarus dies, and their world is shattered. Making matters worse, Jesus has still not arrived. And so, with that deafening silence from their lord playing in the background, the sisters go through the needed steps of burial. They cover the lifeless body in Spice's and ointment, and they wrap his body in cloth. They receive guests into their home, and they receive condolences from friends and family. They share their grief together. At some point, they take their brother to the tomb, and they roll the stone in front of the entrance. All is complete. Their brother is gone. And for each of those steps, the Lord had not appeared. No indication is given to the sisters that Jesus was even concerned with Lazarus' conditions. And so Lazarus dies, and then it's the next day, and the next day, and the next day. And still, Jesus hasn't shown up. Eventually, four days after they have buried their brother, Jesus walks into town. And in response, each sister says the same thing. Lord, if you had been here, our brother would not have died. Can you hear their confusion, their hurt, their anger? The two sisters probably questioned the reason for Jesus' delay. Did Jesus know their situation? Maybe they didn't pray well enough. Did they do something wrong? Was Lazarus not loved enough? And so with all those questions in their mind, and the agonizing journey of grief and mourning that they have been on, Mary falls at Jesus' feet with tears flooding her vision. The heartbreak is visceral. The grief is real. But so is Jesus' love. Jesus' love for Mary, for Martha and Lazarus is so strong that he cannot remain unmoved. He adds his own tears to theirs. Jesus weeps. Jesus' love for us is so pronounced that he cannot stand unaffected by our lives. Our grief and our sadness, they touch his heart. When we cry out to him in frustration or confusion, Jesus lends his tears to our own. This is the power of the incarnation. Jesus is God with us. God with us in the high and joyous parts of life, but also in the deep darknesses of grief and despair. The Incarnation means that there is no part of our life, no matter how dark or how ugly, that Jesus is not present. It can be easy to think that faith makes us unaffected by the hardships of life. But when we think this way, we can easily assume that tears of struggle or frustration, mourning or sadness is somehow contrary to belief in the resurrection. Faith means that we have to be stalwart and smiling amid all of life's ups and downs, right? Wrong. Faith means that we live our lives with Jesus. It means that we do not cover over our feelings, our thoughts, our doubts, or our laments. Faith means we believe in the love of Jesus so strongly that even the raw and unkempt feelings of sadness, confusion, anger, or grief become directed toward the one who cries with us. And the incarnation means that Jesus is there. Jesus does not separate himself from those feelings. No, he enters them and he shares them. And so if you are in a place of sadness discouragement, grief, weep away, cry aloud, mourn, shout, scream, express your confusion and your frustration. But know this, the Lord is with you and Jesus weeps with you.